Sifter for the ear. News, interviews, reviews, cinema, TV, streaming. Action. Hi, y'all. This is Jerry Williams, a.k.a. TV Jerry. We hear that a native son who's gone on to worldwide fame is prepping a project back here in Virginia. That's all I can say at this point, but I'll keep you posted. It's a scene of him blowing me up with a cannon. I had to get blown up by the cannon, so the makeup people went behind the makeup trailer and set a wig on fire. And then they pieced all this burnt up hair in my head and then put black in my face up with soot. And so I looked like I had really gotten blown up. And it's a picture of him on the cannon one day shooting it. Then another day they filmed me all blown up. So I never even met O.J. That was Rainer Shine talking about getting shot by O.J. Simpson in Naked Gun Two and a Half. Rainer has been a working actor since 1979, totaling more than 70 movies and TV shows. He's retired now, living in Ashland, and has great stories about his work, including Fried Green Tomatoes, My Cousin Vinny, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and even a famous TV commercial. By the way, when I started looking for a surprise drop-in guest, I found three people and they all wanted to say hello. So this is an unusual triple guest surprise. Sifter Review of the Week. The Burial on Amazon Prime Video. Tommy Lee Jones plays the owner of a small group of funeral homes in Mississippi. When a buyout deal with a large conglomerate is stalled, he decides to sue and contacts a flashy black lawyer to take the case, Jamie Foxx. This is based on a true story about a small business going up against seemingly impossible odds, and even though this attorney has never lost a case, this might just be his first. Fox embraces the grand eloquent style of a black minister in his communications with the jury, while Jones captures the determined grit of a respectable businessman. The contrast between their personalities and their subsequent chemistry forms the core of this film. Even though the story hits the predictable courtroom genre plot points, the performances give The Burial its appeal. I gave it three out of five stars. So, Rain or Shine, welcome to Sifter. We've known each other, obviously, since college days. Yeah, back in the uh, 60s, 70s. And I knew you with a different name because now you go by Rainer Shine. It was Rainer Johnston. And what do you tell people when they ask you, why did you change it to Rainer Shine? I told them I had to change my name because originally it was a very common name. Nobody remembered it was Rainer Snow. So I changed it to Shine so more <laughs> people would remember that. We were at VCU together and somebody else was at VCU with you who wanted to say hello. Surprise guest drop-in. Uh, this is Ron St. Germain. You got me? Hey, Ron. How you doing? Footnote. Ron St. Germain was a VCU theater graduate who was a Grammy-winning music producer, engineer, mixer, and sound designer for 50 years. We did a play together in 1967 called Waiting for Godot. We did. <laughs> Waiting for Gold Dot, as I like to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mr. Carter directed that. I remember something he said about you, Rainer, after that show. He said, you know, Rainer will never be out of work. <laughs> and I think Godot was our junior year, wasn't it? It was my freshman year. It was the first play I'd ever done in my life. Oh, wow. oh really? Okay. What else do you remember about Rainer from those days? First of all, everybody remembers, I think in 66, 67, that Easy Rider came out. Right. Rainer, you remember the, the version you made? Yeah, I made a movie called Greasy Rider. Yeah, he did. And this was so funny. He painted his neck bright red. <laughs> he, he got a, this old ass bicycle, black skinny wheel bicycle. Off the back of one of those Superman comics, he got one of those monkeys that fit in a cup. And he used to put that monkey on his shoulder 
You had a squirrel monkey, yeah, named Al Wilson. But you also had a story about that monkey that was unbelievable, where you, you were on a first date with a girl and you were sitting on the couch and the monkey got out and crawled up the curtains. He would get up there and start masturbating. Oh, nice. <laughs> and of course, the girl got hit in her hair and she's like, what, what, what? And needless to say, that was uh, a very short first date. <laughs> yeah, I, I named him Al Wilson. There was a rock band called Canned Heat, and uh, right. one of their, I think their drummer died. His name was Al Wilson. So when I got this monkey, I named him Al Wilson. He uh, One night, the heat went out in the building. He used to sleep uh, up on the curtain rock, and the heat went out, and I was under the covers. The next thing I know, there he was sitting on my head, on my neck, to get some warmth. And I grabbed him and pushed him off, and then it, it it was getting colder, so he came back and he sat on my head, my neck, and I grabbed him around the waist. And when I did, he bit a plug out of my forehead. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I pushed him on the floor and I turned the light on and my face was bleeding. I went and stopped that. And I said, come on now. You sleep with me the next couple of nights. And so the, the monkey slept, curled up around my neck for the next two or three nights till the heat came back on. Like so many people, like I did, you'd be sitting in a movie theater and all of a sudden, bam, Rainer pops up on the screen. My Cousin Vinny is, without a doubt, one of my favorite top 10 films of all time. Footnote. My Cousin Vinny was a 1992 comedy starring Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei. Your, your role in that was perfect. Oh, it's still paying. I think Vinny's uh, paid about 10 times my original salary. Yeah, that's, well, you know what? That's what a hit'll do. Jerry, thanks so much for the call. Take it light, man. You're looking good, bro. You talking about me or Rainer? You can't see Rainer, so you must be me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm talking. Oh, about I look you, fantastic. Rainer. I'm sure you do, Rainer. <laughs> I look fantastic. If you could only see me now. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. You guys take care. Thank you, Ron. All right. Bye bye. How did you get from VCU? Uh, what did you do next? Well, I graduated and uh, didn't have a union card, so I moved to Washington D.C. for three and a half years till I got a union card. I worked at every theater in DC at the Folger and Arena Stage and Washington Theater Club and Wolf Trap Farm. Kathy moved before me. Yeah, Kathy and I met in Washington doing a play together and she moved to New York and I wasn't ready yet. I went to LA and she went to New York. Footnote, the Kathy he's referring to is actor Kathy Bates. Did you ever get a chance to be in a movie or a TV show with Kathy? Oh yeah, we did uh, Fried Green Tomatoes. One of your most memorable roles. Footnote. Fried Green Tomatoes was released in 1991 and starred Kathy Bates and Jessica Tandy. We didn't have any scenes together, but she was uh, in the modern version part of the movie and I was in the older part of the movie. But we had uh, breakfast together one morning. Surprise guest drop-in. Well, speaking of Kathy, somebody else wants to drop in and say hello. Hello, it's Kathy McDonald. Footnote. Kathy McDonald is a fellow student from VCU's theater program. Oh, Kathy, how are you? I haven't seen you in a long time. Hey. Kathy, what do you remember about the days with Rainer at VCU? Well, uh, yes, I remember Rainer's work in the earlier years at VCU unleashed his impeccable comic timing. And this was one of the countless spicy roles that shaped and redefined your future world, Rainer. The last thing I wanted to say, you've always been for me someone fearless, humble, reserved, and gifted. 
Oh, well, you, you're so kind to say so. Well, thanks for dropping in, Kathy, with those wonderful words. You perfectly timed that. Great to hear from you. Bye for now. <laughs> I feel like this is rain or shine. This is your sure? life. I know your experience in theater. Also, you worked in the great August Wilson, several of his plays in the first runs. I did the three that I could do, yes. Footnote. August Wilson was an American playwright, best known for a series of 10 plays, which chronicle the experiences and heritage of the African-American community in the 20th century. Joe Turner's Come and Gone, Jim of the Ocean, and Ma Rainey. Yep, did uh, Joe Turner in 1988 on uh, Broadway, and then uh, they brought my character back in uh, his uh, production of Jim of the Ocean many years later. He uh, wrote my character into that other play. Now, do you know if August Wilson wrote it in there because he liked you and wanted you back on stage, or that was just the luck? I assume so. I didn't uh, audition. They just called me up and said, we got got another Rugafoot Sea League part for you to play. Wow, wow. And then how about Ma Randy's Black Bottom? Well, that was uh, when they did all 10 of his plays at the Kennedy Center a few years ago. Aha, uh-huh, right, and, right, uh, right. He was my favorite playwright. His words, I think he's the best American playwright ever. So let's pivot from theater to movies. What was your first part in a movie that you can remember? A movie called Running. Footnote. Running, with Michael Douglas, was made in 1979 about an American marathon runner. It was a day player, but it was like not much of a part. But that was the first thing I did. How many movies have you done? Do you know? Have you lost count? Over 60. Well, IMDb says 77, so you have lost count. (laughs) Well, they confused me with a German actor. There's a German actor with a very similar name as mine. And so they've got me having been in some German movies, which is strange. Ron mentioned my cousin Vinny. What was some memorable about working on that movie? Oh, it was fun. I, I had three scenes in the movie, and each one was filmed in a different week. So I was I was there for three weeks with a lot of time on my hands. And there was some great character actors in the place. And we would get together and ride around Atlanta at night. Uh, Joe Pesci, I got along well with Joe. In fact, Joe later did a movie called Gone Fishing. And uh, the director was looking to cast a part, and Joe recommended me. So they flew me down to Florida, and I did a part in this Gone Fishing. Footnote. Gone Fishing featured Joe Pesci and Danny Glover and was released in 1997. Now, of course, Ace Ventura, uh, that's a crazy movie. How did you get involved in that one? I think I auditioned for that, and uh, Jim Carrey, we got along, and then I later I did an In Living Color with Jim Carrey. I can't which, remember which one I did first. I think I did In Living Color first with Jim Carrey. And what do you remember about working with him? A heck of a nice guy. Jim's a nice guy, and I enjoyed working with him. Let's move on to, of course, a role that many people know you from is Fried Green Tomatoes. Uh, what was that experience like? Oh, it was hot. It was like August down outside of Atlanta, Georgia, and it was just stifling hot. And it was set in the 30s, so I was wearing you know, these three-piece wool suits. Wow. And uh, driving uh, the old Model A cars. I enjoyed working with Mary Louise Parker and Mary Stuart Masterson and, and Cecily Tyson. She was great. It, it might have been my favorite movie experience. Oh, wow, wow. Uh, what about Nine and a Half Weeks? What was that like? Footnote. Nine and a Half Weeks was the controversial erotic drama starring Mickey Rourke and Kim Basinger. That was just a uh, quick day. I think I worked two days. I came in, delivered flowers and left. But then I did two more movies with Kim. I had a big part in a movie called uh, No Mercy and then one called a bank robbery movie called The Real McCoy. Kim Basinger really uh, beat me up pretty good in that. 
I've been beat up by some of the most beautiful women in Hollywood. <laughs> not literally, you mean on camera, not in person. Yeah, on camera, but yeah, uh, yeah. it was, uh, let's see, Farrah Fawcett and Drew Barrymore and Kim Basinger and on and on and on it goes. And what's that like working with these women when they get to beat you up? Oh, very nice. I wasn't hurt at all. Now, no mercy with Kim Basinger. I got beat up by Richard Gere and that hurt. I did get hurt on that. Oh, he was, you know, supposed to uh, knee me in the crotch and hit me in the head with a gun. But uh, it just got, it was a little rough. Uh, what about Naked Gun Two and a Half? That was a crazy movie. Footnote. Naked Gun Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear, was the 1991 sequel to the wacky satirical comedy. Oh, Leslie Nielsen was one of the funniest guys you ever want to meet. And, uh, of course, I murdered uh, O.J. Simpson in that movie. What do you remember about working with O.J.? Oh, that's a funny thing. It's a scene of him blowing me up with a cannon. And it's a picture of him on a cannon one day shooting it. And uh, then the, another day they filmed me ball blown up. So I never even met O.J. Oh, well, that's too bad. I had to get blown up by the cannon. So the makeup people went behind the makeup trailer and set a wig on fire. And then they pieced all this burnt up hair in my head and then put black in my face up with soot. And so I looked like I had really gotten blown up. Tell me if you got some interesting things about uh, working on West Wing or ER or The Cosby Show. Well, The uh, Cosby Show, I had done a movie called Ghost Dad with Bill Cosby, which I had turned him into a ghost. And uh, he remembered me from that and he gave me a part on uh, the show, The Cosby Show. And I worked with Lisa Bonet. You know, West Wing was a joy to do this. Uh, they just put me on a train down to D.C. and we filmed up under a bridge in D.C. And then it's a very touching scene. A lot of people say it's the best episode of West Wing. Oh, really? Cool. And what were you playing in that? Homeless guy. How many homeless guys have you played, Rainer? <laughs> oh, too many to count. I know one of the most recent things you did was a commercial for Pace Salsa. Oh, yeah. That's, ooh, that was about 15 years ago. That was a while ago. How was that working on that? That that was everybody sitting around the fire farting, right? Oh, no, we weren't farting, but uh, we were uh, watching this guy try to get on a horse. And uh, I say, ain't that the guy that gets his salsa from New York City? And then I didn't notice over the side, there was another camera set up and it was uh, more time and energy spent on making the salsa look good in this bowl with chips and stuff. We, we were done before the salsa was done. <laughs> uh, I noticed uh, Deadwood was on your list too. That was a crazy series. Footnote. Deadwood was an HBO series about the Wild West created by David Milch of Hill Street Blues and NYPD Blue fame. What did you do on that? Were you another homeless guy on that one? No, no. I was uh, in the uh, pilot and with the idea. Uh, Walter Hill said they was they were thinking of me being uh, you know semi-regular on the show. But then I got uh, a play called Jim of the Ocean in uh, Chicago. So I, I didn't stick around for Deadwood. I did the pilot. Surprise guest drop-in. Hello, hello. This is Jenny Bilbo. Footnote. Jenny Bilbo was yet another fellow student from VCU. Oh, How are you? Jenny, I haven't seen you in years. Yeah, How are you? Uh, where are you now? I'm actually on a Navajo reservation up in the mountains in Arizona. There's a couple of uh, Indian charities I donate to out there. I believe they're Navajo. Oh, okay. So what do you remember about the good old days back at VCU with Rainer? I always remember your kindness and your humor. And, of course, I, amongst many others, probably will never forget your audition. Charles, yeah. that was sad. 
uh-huh. It was that ad in the newspaper, and I remember you read two little things, and you flipped the paper over, and you said, that's it, both sides. I'll never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Raina, what was that? What exactly was that audition? Because I remember that, too. It was pretty unique. It was a Charles Atlas ad I tore out of the back of a magazine. It was, a, you know, the whole thing about I was once a 97-pound weakling. <laughs> and you were reading it, and, yeah. the, of course, the, I guess people can't see it, obviously, but the humor was you were probably still a 97-pound weakling. No, I was, yes. <laughs> Never got that Jim Buff body. Uh, well, it's it's bigger, but it's not in the right places. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jenny, anything else you want to say before uh, we let you off? The first movie I recognized you in, Rainer, was my cousin Vinny. And uh, the moment I saw you, I was at the movie with my husband, I believe, and I just burst out loud and said, that's my friend Rainer <laughs> that I went to college with. Because my hubby knows okay, who you are, and my kid knows who you are, and my four grandkids know who you are. Wow, cool. <laughs> you have a blessed day, and it created a lot of joy to be able to take this opportunity. Great. Thank you, Jenny. Well, thank you so much. Nice talking to All you. All right. What possesses you? Where do you get these ideas for these crazy ideas to uh, perform or do something that's not expected? Uh, just... Uh, do something different, divinely inspired to be funny, I guess. I don't know. There you go. Okay. Well, it seems to be working for you so far. Comes naturally. Uh, yeah, I guess it does. But I'm guess... retired now, so it, that's over. I'm retired. No more acting. You don't miss it, do you? Are you, you good just taking it easy? No, I don't miss it. No, not for a minute. Yeah. I had a good time. I loved it at the time, but I'm uh, happy to sit on the front porch and read the paper. An actual hard copy paper or a tablet paper? Yeah, the paper where you have to go and wash your hands when when you finish. (laughs) I I worked steady for 40 years, and uh, that was my goal. Uh, My goal was to make a living as an actor, and I did, and uh, made my bones in three different pensions. I got the after pension, equity pension, and SAG pension. That's great. And uh, that was my goal, and it, it was achieved. Well, congratulations. So the last question I usually ask everybody is, what are you watching? But I'm not sure you even have a TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We watch uh, HBO and, uh, you know, the different uh, series on that. What have you been you watching know, lately? Succession. Succession. There you go. Oh, I love the, uh, all the uh, crime shows, Dateline, 2020, 48 Hours. Yeah, and watch the Green Bay Packers. Good deal. All right. Well, we don't have a whole lot to talk about in common there because usually I talk about some of the stuff I don't watch any sports and I don't watch crime shows much. So, But I did love Succession, of course. And Law and Order. Love Law and Order. Watch that all the time. I did two Law and Orders. I was going to say, being in New York all that time, you must have been on the Law and Order at some point. Yeah, worked with Jerry Orbach on one and Vincent D'Onofrio on the Law and Order Criminal Intent. And how were those? Oh, great. I love the show and... Like the parts I did. Now, you know, they keep rerunning those things. You might just show up one of these days. Oh, uh, yeah, they do uh, show up occasionally. I get a check about once a year from Law & Order. Well, Rainer, I want to thank you so much for this. It's uh, always great seeing you at VCU and running to you now around. The, sometimes I run into you at the museum or something when you're out and about. But I want to thank you again for doing this. All right. Well, good talking to you and good talking to uh, Jenny and Kathy and Ron. Yep. Good reunion there. All right. Thanks again. We'll, we'll talk later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Rainer Shine, who's been in more than 70 movies, plus TV shows, commercials, and numerous plays. He's retired now and living in Ashland. Coming soon. 
In theaters. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Jason Momoa is back in the title role, but his character has forsaken his duties as king. For now. Migration. This animation revolves around a family of ducks who leave their home in New England for Jamaica, but end up in New York City. Anyone but you. This is supposed to be Glenn Powell's first major rom-com role. He plays half of a hot new relationship gone sour with Sidney Sweeney. They're reunited for a destination wedding in Australia. The Iron Claw. Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen White, and Harris Dickinson all packed on the muscle to play three wrestler brothers who made history in the sport in the 80s. Poor Things. From the director of The Favorite comes his bizarre new film about a woman, Emma Stone, who's brought back to life by an unorthodox scientist, Willem Dafoe, and he gives her the brain of a child. Opening on Christmas Day, The Color Purple. This is the movie adaptation of the Broadway hit musical that was an adaptation of the original Steven Spielberg movie. The Boys in the Boat. George Clooney's latest directorial effort centers around the University of Washington's rowing team in the 30s. Ferrari. Adam Driver disappears behind the makeup as Enzo Ferrari, whose auto empire ended up creating a thousand-mile race across Italy in 1957. Directed by Michael Mann. TV and streaming. Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire. Zack Snyder's big gamble on his own space opera with an interesting twist. The Netflix version is 133 minutes while he's also releasing a longer director's cut in theaters with more sex and violence. Maggie Moore's on Hulu. John Hamm plays a cop who's investigating the murder of two women with the same name, also starring Tina Fey and directed by John Slattery, who played Hamm's boss on Mad Men. Ricky Gervais, Armageddon, on Netflix. The comic's new stand-up drops on Christmas Day. Ironic, since Gervais is a noted atheist. Berlin, on Netflix. Not the city, but the character from Money Heist, who's back with his gang for a big robbery in Paris that takes place before the original series. Letterkenny, on Hulu. That wacky Canadian country comedy is back for yet another season. How do I describe next week's guest, Joe Carabeo? who describes himself as a multi-genre, cross-platform, award-winning artist. He's made numerous films, and he's now program director of two of the biggest film festivals in the Washington, D.C. area. See you next week. Thanks for listening. For more Sister, including literally thousands Thousands of reviews, reviews, visit tvjerry.com. That's a wrap.